welcome back to The Drop, the contest edition. I am your co-host, Stacey G, and I will be joined yet again by Mr. Jake the Snake Patterson. We're going to be lucky enough to have Snake on the team for the next part of the Australian leg. So we've got two big CTs coming up, the last two events before the cut, and then the two first challenges of the 2023 season. Snake's kindly enough offered up his time, so we're going to pick his brain over the next couple of months and uh, try and get as much inside intel as we can. Moving into Bells, we're going to take a look at the forecast, Snake's underdog picks, his favourites, a couple of war stories from Snake and Bells over the years. Since we recorded this podcast, the trials have been run and won. On the men's side, it was local lad Xavier Huxtable taking that one out. He surfed in the main event before. He obviously knows the place probably better than anyone on tour. It's going to be a different time around for Xavier, though. Last time he surfed in this event, he was just a grommet. He's a fully grown man now, so I'm going to be interested to see how he goes. And over on the women's side, it was Kobe Enright taking the victory there. She is the winner of the Australasia Regional Series. So certainly no slouch. Had some experience in 2019, placed ninth. But again, much like Xavier, she's a different surfer this time around. So keep an eye on those trialists. Let's get into the show. Snake. You must be doing something right, mate. Welcome back again. <laughs> Third time. Mate, we're up to number four by my records, and I think coming into the Australian leg, it'd be no no better person to have on, mate. I tell you what, this is the event I wanted to do anyway. Bells is the, is the event to win. Apart from Pipe, this is the next best one on the list, I reckon. For sure. It's got that uh, prestige to it. I think um, everyone on the list wants to win it. I saw a really powerful interview from Tyler Wright floating around where last year where she just had this eye of the tiger in and she just said, it's the only one I just don't have a, a grip on. And, and she, man, she, she smashed it out of the park. So I think, yeah, the sentiment, even with the younger surfers, is, is still there. And for sure, it's got more history than any event. Up to 60 years running this thing. Yeah, well, yeah, look at the coasters at the local pub, mate. It says no kooks ever won bells, so it's it's a pretty good little motto for the for the place. So uh, yeah, the history and the prestige and like everything goes around it. You know, um, you know, two of the biggest surf companies in the world all you know create their their home down in Torquay there, and it's like got some. Definitely some uh, prestige about the event. What's your best crack at it, Snake? Oh, fifth place, mate. I got fifth place and I'm so bummed. I got an interference against Mick Campbell in the quarters one year that I was so devo. That was my year to win, I reckon. But, um, yeah, I think Oki won that year. But, yeah, I was pretty devoed. And I, I thought I really thought Bells suited my style. So I always, you know, like J-Bay, kind of like open face, right-hander. Um, so I was pretty bummed that I never got... Any further. Cambo loved to throw his fists around. You got any stories from, from that event after that heat? <laughs> no, no. It was, I was travelling with him. It was like, you know, he's one of my good buddies. It's just one of those things I just, you know, he took off really deep on a wave and I took off on the end and flicked straight out. But apparently, yeah, I got to, I got to push down a section, so they reckon, but I was calling bullshit on it. But <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, they seem to be pretty hard down there, eh? They don't like two people on a wave. No, definitely not. You got any wild stories from that part of the world back in the day, Snake Man, or recently as a coach? No, oh, no wild stories. But I reckon the best uh, the story was if you if we can get hold of Hoyo when he won the bells. Um, you know, he's got the best bells winning stories ever. I think 
all their after-party winning Bell stories are, <laughs> mind you. Yeah, it was a good year for New- Newcastle in 1997. They won the Rugby League and Hoyo won Bells. I don't think, uh, yeah, I don't think they've been back to such great heights ever since. What that feeling was like coming home to Newcastle last night? Um, it was better than, uh, it was better than Lego. It was better than Lego. It was better than Lego. No, it was, um, yeah. Pretty sick. How do you feel about uh, two Aussies in the yellow jersey coming into Bells? I mean, it just puts a smile on my dial. It does indeed. Um, it's really kind of, uh, I guess, no no surprise Jack's there. But uh, huge surprise that um, Molly's got it. I mean, it's like, you know, she didn't make the cut last year, if you remember. And now she's uh, ruling the world at num- world number one. And... And I reckon she could go the whole way as, no, as the world number one. I reckon Bells and Margaret's really suit her. If you remember the hack she did at Margaret's last year, like blew everyone away. And that's the kind of uh, turns you've got to do at, Mar- at Bells, sorry, to, to get huge scores. So I'm looking forward to see her attack the Bells Bowl this year. For sure. Do you think that sort of justifies the cut or makes it look a bit funny, the fact that she's now world number one? No, I said, I said this to... I said this to the, to someone the other day. The, the WSL have done a great job of creating drama the whole way along the tour, if you know what I mean. It's like you've got a mid-year cut, which creates drama, and then you've got a top five that creates drama, and then you've got a one-day world title that creates drama. So there's uh, it's not just – you can't – you know, they're not crowning a world title three, three events to go anymore, which is pretty exciting in, in its own. But uh, whether you're – whether you love or hate the world title going down in one day, it um, it's pretty exciting when, when you're watching. Oh, 100%. I, I, I think it, it looks fine. I, I, you see some comments flying around that, oh, what's the point if this can happen or Steph can fall off or, you know, all these different kind of storylines. But I think from, like, the athlete's perspective, the, the, the level of pressure that comes with a five-event cut it, it really does make them rise. And although Molly didn't secure a spot on tour for the rest of the year last year, I don't know that we would have seen that inner mongrel come out of her at Margie's last year when it was pretty much a done deal. I don't think she could have really done it unless a few results went her way and she won. And she could just kind of surf with that almost like anger and frustration of just like, damn it. And we got to see that surfing from her, which I think became her new minimum. Yeah, and she was super young as well as as well as Betty. You get what I mean? She dropped off as well. And then you've you've seen the they've got another year to mature and get get into their competitive savviness and and had a little go at surfing against the girls last year. So now they know what they're in for, and um and it shows they're both right up there. So it's um yeah pretty cool. The chicks too are sick to watch. I mean, there's going to be feisty next couple of events for sure because of the you know the girls that are outside the cut right now like Steph and. You know, a couple of girls like Sally's way out of there as well. And, you know, uh, you know, there's a couple of others. Yeah, I know we spoke about it earlier. Like, the, coming into Bells, that wave knowledge, it's definitely going to suit those surfers. Yeah, I mean, you break it down. I, I put Bells down to um, experience. You know what I mean? Uh, we all know that um, Bells goes around Easter break, right? So, and it goes around, the obviously, the moon of the Easter break. And that goes with big tides, so big tides means like extreme, like changing conditions. And, you know, the guys that have been there year and year, guys and girls have been year after year, you know, you can be surfing six foot bowl in the morning 
and then you're surfing four foot rincon in the in in high tide kind of thing. So you've got to be ready for everything. Um, and and uh, winky pop, you get what I mean. There's an upper and lower bits of winky pop. So all the experienced guys know um, the ins and outs of the tides of where to sit and when, which is crucial for this break, I reckon. Margot once told me, "Don't surf winky before." Uh, excuse me, don't surf bells uh, after winky. Uh, any any kind of comment on that, Snake? Oh, 100%. Like, Winky is like a fast down the line wave that you kind of need to, you know, your timing's got to be all perfect to get turns along the wave. And then Belt is like this slower kind of like, you know, it's got no bottom to it. You need to um, really draw your turns out and get high and tight if you can. I mean, the trick to the bowl is not go to the bottom of the wave. It's kind of like Margaret's as well, is use all your speed that you've got halfway up the face to get to the top. And you look at the guys on the backhand that are really good at, Oki. Have a look at the way he surfs the joint, never goes to the bottom. He's always drawing before he gets to the bottom. So he's got all his speed and power going to the top of the wave. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. All the experienced guys know how to how to do it and what boards to take is is a key as well you know like ride a tiny bit little bit longer on the bowl so you're not like you know you can actually turn hard off the bottom and not have to nurse anything off the bottom like when it's six foot you don't want to ride your shortboard out at the bowl you know you otherwise you're nursing it a bit and you've always got some wonk and bump and hopefully onshore and and cold you know that's what bills is all about the cold windy Woolly, I love it when it's like that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's what you go down there for. You go down there to chuck a, chuck a jacket on and a beanie and, and hopefully get blown off the clifftops. One thing I think about this season that will help the like overall performance, I, I believe, with a lot of the surfers is, is how the quiver choice will go down. You do see a lot of surfers ride their Hawaii boards uh, at Bells, and there's not, you know, there's a pretty small gap there between when they're at Sunset and at Bells. Um, is that something you used to do? Um, not really, but you get. I mean, coming from WA, I, I always love jumping on a bigger board. Like you know, um, that year that I got fifth, I was riding a six six. You get what I mean? I remember T Ray beating Kelly. I think it was in that event, paddle out on six eight. And Kelly was on a six one. You get what I mean? That like you draw out your turns, <coughs> and you're only doing big turns. If you get what I mean? Like you have to on a bigger board on the bowl. So there's no nursing on a big board. You're actually looking for the power source of the wave. So <clears throat> there's a mind there's a mind shift difference. But these days, the kids love to ride shorter boards. So, you know, I've already told Zeke, don't paddle out in the bowl unless you're on a 6.3. So I hope he, you know, he already knows that that's what, you know. I, I swear he, lo- he, he dropped off tour last year because of the one heat against um, Conor O'Leary where he rode his short board. It was perfect four to five foot bowl and he rode a six oh and he was nursing it the whole time like, like looking pretty nice but there was no big zeke angry big gaff like you need to do like the pancho sullivan you know paddles out on six eight six sixes all the time you know so that's that's what i want to see i want to see guys man up and like really deliver huge big hacks on the bowl yeah surfing that you can feel surfing that you can makes you go yell at your tv <laughs> with the with the with the length of the board like i feel like that's a, an easy one to kind of sort of point a, a finger at but i'd love to know and and get your thoughts on like if we use probably the two or two of the biggest shapers on the tour at the moment like a sharp eye and a dhd like they're two premier models are pretty different like the 77 big single concave like what ethan's riding 
like, and Mick would ride a, a single to double. Like, that's a pretty big difference in equipment. Did you ever have a preference? Oh, definitely. Um, I always rode a bigger board at at at, at, um, at Bells and single concave. I, I like the the grip that you have when you when you're turning. I didn't like. Um, I like the resistance in your board to get to where I wanted to go, not the other way around of letting the board go. So um, the HT2 model, I think, is a little bit flatter with the sharp eye. So I think Kanoa, for instance, always rides a, a flatter curve for, for, for bold kind of thing. But then, you know what I mean, you go down to Winky and you kind of switch it back up because you want to fit tight and sharp and quick. So it's if you're if you're fine tuned enough, you can really manage it. There's a lot going on down there, isn't there? Like <laughs> you can be at any one of those waves. And then you talk about Rincon. Rincon would have to be one of the hardest waves ever to surf. You know, it's that kind of fast moving, but like leg burning slow with no power, unless it's pumping, which is pretty rare. But you know, it's um, and you you kind of lot of got to surf it a lot to know which wave's a good wave because a lot of waves, you know, you go, oh, this wave's a bomb, and it'll close out on you, and you go, what? You get what I mean? You're looking for the wall, but not too much wall, and um, so it's all to do with um, you know, experience and knowing where to sit on what tide. So I reckon the the older tour guys are gonna really dominate this next event. Yeah, and I think it really pays too to like what you mentioned there, be hyper vigilant with your equipment down there it's i think it's probably one of the most noticeable spots on tour when someone like you said is sort of hanging onto their turns and i can remember darren when he was making malia's boards the year that she did well down there just something as simple as like she really liked a double concave and, and and rode a very similar board to what like ethan's riding now but just in a obviously a much smaller version and just sort of lessening the concave so there wasn't that much air going in between the fins. And just even that subtle change, like it just made such a noticeable difference. Yeah, and I, I really find the guys that are really solid that don't need much opportunities, like the guys like Ethan, like I reckon it was Ethan's event to lose. Like he was looking like the winner last year. I reckon they, they kind of threw him under the bus, if you remember. Like he, I don't think he caught a, a wave in his semi. Um, uh and they didn't run the day before when there was heaps of ways. But anyway, that's all history now. But um, guys that like uh, sit there and know their ability and know they can ride only two waves in a heat because Bells is renowned for being pretty slow and, you know, like lots of waves in a set, but then it can go dead flat for 20 minutes. So you really need to make sure every opportunity counts. And so the guys that like, uh, you know, Attilo on beach breaks likes to ride 10, 12 waves in a heat kind of thing, that doesn't happen at Bells. You know what I mean? You need to go from... A to B, A to B, you know, mate, right, finish your wave every single time. Every every fall off is really crucial, especially at the bowl. Yeah, 100%. Talk to us about lineups out there, Snake. You got any tips and tricks? Uh, yeah, it depends on the tide, but the, the good old, if you're sitting on the bowl, there's a bubble, there's a boil pretty much straight out in front of the stairs. Like if you line up the stairs, uh, the big long stairs that you run down, um, you know, and there's a boil out there is like the really – good base point to sit for when if it's a bigger set you can go out or deeper or wider but it's a really good base place to sit uh, any indications when you're riding the wave as to where you are on the reef that, that you pay attention to or is it all just instinct from that point uh, it's instinct for sure because of the fact that, that it's really tidal and as i said so on the higher tide it moves in and over towards uh rincon a little bit more and the lower tide a lot of waves you know you know, break wider from from that one spot. But you kind of want it breaking on that boil because they're the ones that run through the reef really nicely. So when it's a bit bigger and low tide, you don't want those bigger, wider ones because you don't get the open face. 
So you're looking for those medium kind of like waves that heat run along the reef because three big turns on the bowl is what you're after. And that's another thing about like um, riding the right equipment. So you're getting three huge turns instead of having to nurse one turn. If you, if you nurse one turn, you've missed a whole opportunity. So to get into the excellent point rides out at Bells, you need three huge turns on the bowl. I don't want to stick my neck out there too much, but three days ago we were looking at three excellent turns on the bowl in the first four days of the comp, which is always, you never say that going into a comp, but it did look pretty good for the first four days. <laughs> Yesterday looked horrible, and now the forecast has sort of coming good again uh the direction's pretty good out of the southwest and the wind is nice and light um but what would be like the ideal forecast of what you're looking for for down there snake yeah it's really tough because like the the ideal swell comes from way 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 down the coast and it's got to come around so many points to get into bells so it's a big front that comes like from around the corner from the south and then um, it pushes into bells, if you go what I mean. It's not like the big, strong one that kind of like pushes out to sea because then you'll get like this slow and inconsistent swell. Um, so that's why you'd normally get the, the weather with the swell at bells kind of thing. Very rare you get like that beautiful conditions and, um, and uh, nice winds. It's like you always get that stormy swell and it's bells is a little bit early this year, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, but yeah, the forecast, you know, I wouldn't put any any hat wouldn't hang my hat on any of those forecasts because they change so dramatically over like a couple of days the good old bells is wake up and go just have a look yeah 100 percent. because even it sort of like has that j-bay feel to it where yeah you need that weather and you can almost check some days and there's corduroy lines out to sea but that none of them get in um and it's uh yeah it's it's a pretty special place though when you're standing up on top of that hill and you just see lines stacked out to the horizon for days so fingers crossed that's what uh that's what comes around this year one thing we will see which we haven't seen in um a few years is uh another heritage heat it's obviously going to be uh, you know hopefully held in the best conditions possible uh who you got there snake current v Ock, can you believe it yeah, it's so sick. I mean, Ock won the last Heritage Heat, only because they, of the one big hack he did on the bowl. Um, they kind of threw him out in a bit of um, high tide bowl action and it was only like three, four foot. We want to see him in like six to eight foot. I only hope and pray that Curran rides a black beauty to go back to the 80s days when he was just the man. Um, and, you know, Ocky's, Ocky's hands down the best goofy footer I've ever seen out of at it. Bell, so it's going to be sick to watch. And Karen, you look at the the Billabong Surf in the Summon movie, you know, and that one heat that they have semi final. I still watch it to this day, and like the slow mo of Karen's bottom turns are just incredible. And Oki going upside down and stuff on closeouts, it's pretty sick. I just hope they get the opportunity to, you know, in in some proper waves and. Um, yeah, it'll be a sick battle. But Curran's got to ride a proper board. I've seen an Instagram of him with bloody crazy fins and twin fins and, you know. So, I don't know. I went to the Masters event in, in uh, Azores Islands and uh, Curran was using a wakeboard full of foam to paddle it like it was horrible. He had that thing at Bells a couple of years ago and I picked it up and it is, it's just obnoxious. It's, I don't even know how he gets that thing going. It's so heavy. Yeah. Heavy and thin and like it just doesn't 
just doesn't work. You know what I mean? Like he, I'm sure he's he's sick of riding normal boards, but I hope he does for the heritage heat. Yeah, hundred percent. I've seen Ock around town. He's looking fitter and healthy as he's ever been. So I'm fired up for the Ock, and I hope he can, uh, yeah, take this one out again. Who, who you got, Snake? Yeah, I got Ocky for sure. Sweet. All right, we'll agree. We'll agree on that one. Um, uh, I hope they've got their own surfers rep, and I hope they hold strong for the the, the best day in the waiting period. They deserve it. <laughs> got, got their own surfers rep. It's Dumma still Connors director. Dumma might throw him out in some waves, maybe. Yeah, no, that'd be cool. They only need half an hour. We'll give them forty minutes in between the semi and the finals or something. That'd be sick. Um, well, that's that taken care of. Moving over into the uh, the main event. Who got for the underdogs this one, Snake Man? Um, well, Caleb Robson. I mean, he's uh, coming off a second place from last year. I reckon he's he's a little underdog. He'll have full of confidence, and the wave suits his style. Big forehand hacks and and adapts really well. So I reckon he's 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 my underdog. For the women's, it's not going to really be an underdog. I'm going to pick Molly. I mean, I know she's winning the ratings, but it's like going to be her second year at Bells, and I think that's um, I reckon she's. She's going to be lethal out there. I, I know exactly what you mean. Like, I know she's in the yellow jersey and everything, but for sure, she's still a Grom. Like, she hasn't been there a ton. So I, I, I would normally push back on, and if anyone was picking the world number one as an underdog. <laughs> but I, 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 get, <laughs> I get what you mean. It's only like, second time to Bells. Yeah, I'll let that one fly. That's uh, that's that's play on. Fair game. Um, and then, yeah, I, I like the Callum pick for sure. He's coming off a good result in Portugal and sort of, you know, he was coming dead last in that heat in the re- like thirty third round, and he obviously got that ten, and then went on to get a fifth over there. So he's like, you know, one one or so more heats here, and he's looking like, you know, he's made the cut, which is definitely, you know, not the mindset these guys want to have. They want to be top ten, top five, going for world titles, but it's definitely got to be lingering in the back of their heads. So I think he'll be surfing a lot more relaxed than what he would have been if he hadn't got a fifth in uh, in Portugal. So. Yeah, he's, he's definitely looking good there. And he was a part of the, the camp last year. Like, we've got to give a tip of the cap to Kale Bell Warren and, and Adam Robbo and the work they were doing down there with the, with the crew. Like, they had Callum, Ethan. Um, they had some other surfers too that evade my memory at the moment. But, man, they had such a strong campaign. So I know that uh, Callum's gone back down early again this year. Uh, he's been putting in some work down there. So I, th- I, I think he's a really good pick. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw that little bot. Uh, it's Connor O'Leary, Callum and uh, Ethan all looking really sharp. Uh, Connor on his backhand looked really good on his Instagram. So that's how I watch these days on the Instagram, mate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's what all the kids are putting it. Uh, i got to go. My underdog is young Rio. He's He got there before anyone. <laughs> I think he, he was there early enough. He could have surfed in a freaking Torquay Borders club round the other week if he wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> so I think uh, that effort's kind of got to pay off. I, I saw him go really early to Portugal, and I was definitely sceptical. I think that sometimes you... You know, like we mentioned with Griffin and kind of pipeline, you can sometimes like overcook it. But Rio seems to have a really good tempo at like building into his preparation, and he's got a formula that's working for him. So I think that um, yeah, he's uh, someone who I'd like to see do really well. We've got a really interesting read up with him on the side at the moment. Um, yeah, it's good to hear someone who's confident in his ability, he's confident in his preparation, and. Yeah, I like he- I like hearing it uh, when someone says like you know they're there to win. He's not shy about it and owning it, and it, I think it's 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 great. Like I I really hope he does well. 
And then over on the women's side, that's a tricky one. It's, um, yeah, I, I certainly don't believe it's a, a young lady's wave. I definitely think you need a few years under your belt there. But uh, it's kind of hard because all, uh, all the veterans are in the back half of the, the seed list. And again, I, I don't know that you... A Courtney would... or someone maybe? I, I called Steph at the last one. No, you can't because she's going to be my favourite. Yeah, I don't know. She's going to be I... my favourite to win. I mean, She's about a hundred of the things. A Barissa maybe. I don't know. Come on, Stace. Yeah, I called her at the last one. I think, I, oh, gee, it's so it's a tricky one. The ratings are like flipped upside down to what I'm used to, so it's quite a quite a tricky one. The changing of the guard is well and truly here. Uh, maybe Katie Simmons will go back to back. If you're picking Molly, I, I can pick Katie. I think. Yeah, that's uh, that seems fair. <laughs> Going back to back is something that I think a lot of people, a lot of tour surfers, like really, really. No one's seemed to be super dominant in that space. Like, not that I can recall since, like, you know, Kelly and Joel and that seemed to used to do it a lot. I don't know if that's just my memory, but yeah, I'm interested to see if, if Katie can go back to back for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, the age is what kind of rattles me. Like, maybe she's going to get the expectation of, like, she's supposed to do better than what she is, or she could just go, oh, I've already won an event, I don't care anymore. And, like, it could flow so much easier, or she could just go, how easy was that? <laughs> just go, she mm. can win them all from now on. She's got the talent. But, again, Bells is a tough one. You've got to, you know, she's... You know, she went last year. Oh no, this is her first year. So you're gonna yeah, read, yeah. That's that's my worry about Rio is like it's his first, you know, first crack at it. And you know, although he's been there, that he's putting in the time and effort. So it's a good pick, I think. It's a good call, Stace. Yeah, see how we go. So hopefully I do. Be- hopefully I do better than last time. And yeah, just a reminder underdog for the win. No under over line. Just <laughs> going for the title. Um, Snake, talking about expectation, before we get into our, our men's and women's favourites, like, can you maybe walk us through like what Ethan's going through at the moment? You've worked with him a lot. Um, I agree with you. It was his event to lose last year, and unfortunately he just had one of those heats where I don't think he could have done anything differently. Um, what is kind of his expectation coming in this year? Because, man, he's looking good in his warm-up surfs. Yeah, I mean, he's just got to trust that he's got to keep doing what he's been doing. He, he was in top five last year for a reason that he, he found the winning formula. You get what I mean? So he was in contention at Bell's, in contention at Margaret's. You know, he was one fall off to winning Margaret's, I thought. He lost to Jack in the semis, like, from one fall off, cost him that heat. Um, and he hadn't fallen off all events. So, you know, get what I mean? And he won J-Bay. So he knows the recipe he had to win He's just got to trust it and try not to think anything's broken. So I, I think he'll do really well at Bells, um, even though he's not going to be my pick. I think John is my pick for the win for the men's. I reckon he's due. Um, the wave suits him. He, he rides those boards that are made for waves like Bells. Um, and, yeah, I just think he's due overdue for a, a huge result. And I reckon Steph is going to come good for the women's. She's going to go, yep, this is my little baby. I'm going to put another bell next to my 100 others that I've got. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be good timing. It'll be really good timing. And I, I'm with you. Like She's got all the ingredients. She's got the experience. She's got the past victories. And then she's got you know the, the equipment that like obviously Darren is able to kind of tap into and those years of experience. Uh, certainly going to... Um, Certainly going to go a long way, I reckon. I'll uh, I'll take Ethan as a favourite. I, I think that um, it's a pretty special event for him. His mum won that event um, back in the day, and um, yeah, Ethan 
Ethan lost his mum when he was young, and I just think like that would be a man fairy tale, fairy tale win. I I can recall him surfing down there in his first year on tour, and like you could just see how much the place meant to him for sure. So yeah. I, I think you know you're making me change my tip. Be... You're making me change my tip. Ah, <laughs> no, no, you're right. John v. Ethan sounds pretty good. I'll, that's a great battle because yeah. uh, you know Mikey and I argue heaps on here. Like for sure, John is in another realm. We all we all understand that. I'm not disputing that, but I don't believe that Ethan's as far off the pace in some waves that as many people think. I think Ethan is really snapping at John's heels when it comes to speed and attack on the open face. Like, he is... Ethan, the way he's turning and how tight he is and he's sort of carving off his front foot is like... As opposed to John really heavy on the back foot. I think they're both contrasting styles, but in some conditions, I I, I favour Ethan. Yeah, I, the, the reason the reason why I've picked John is just you remember the heat against Mick here. John was in big trouble against Mick one year... And he just first turn, just drives, does a 10-foot alley-oop. You get what I mean? Like, there, there's the, the freakiness that um, I don't think Ethan would ever do, if you get what I mean. Ethan's waiting for the good waves and delivering mm. incredible surfing, no doubt. But you've got to have that, that get-out-of-jail-free card that John's got in his back pocket. So. Fuck, he did that to Mick Fanning four times that year. I think that was the year that retired Mick. <laughs> that was fucking... <laughs> he did it to him twice at that event, twice in France with a shit like that. It was just like, oh God, this is this is the new normal. But I, I, I'm kind of going to use your own words against it. I think that like, as freakish as he is, we know that Bells can be slow and having a surfer like Ethan who can sit and wait for the two best waves and do the best surfing, I think is a venue where Ethan's lack of air game at that level could easily go without, you know. Like, the year the year that John won in 2019, he, he didn't do one air. He just absolutely carved his way to victory, which I think... Um, yeah, I mean, oh, it, it is an area of weakness for Ethan, for sure, that he'll need to lift over the next couple of years, I reckon, if he wants to win a title, particularly if they're going to run events at Trestles. Um, but, yeah, for here and now, I think that, like, yeah, John v. Ethan at Bells is, mate, I hope it's the final. I think that would be a cracker. Oh, Ethan does sick hairs, don't get me wrong, but, you know what I mean, there's a, there's a difference between doing sick hairs, free surfing, and, and then having to do one when it really counts in a heat. So Yeah, for sure. You know, that's where that's where Gabby and Philippe and um Atello, you know, all nail it. But in saying that, it's like you don't get the opportunity. If you don't make it, you you could blow the whole heat. So um yeah, I, I can't wait. I hope this. I hope there's no airs because Bells, I don't want to see airs. Yeah. I want to see the big hacks, you know, that's what I want to see. I want to see hacking, carving three O's. That's that's like Kelly was good at them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, one one person who hasn't really had the success there, although I believe their surfing goes without saying that they're they're right there is Gabe. Like he had an amazing heat with John in in 2019 that could have easily been the final. Um, and any sort of reason why you think he he might have not rung it yet? Oh, uh, Gabe's. You know, if you've won Jaybo, you can win. Um you can win bells. It's the same kind of concept. Like it's, this, you know, you don't get the chances and you need to get ride from A to B, no mistakes kind of thing. And he does big turns. Like, you know what I mean? On his backhand, he's got a big ass. He can drive really hard like hockey used to. Um, so there's no reason why he can't. Um, I just think he, he just, I don't know. He, he just wants to get the ball rolling always too quick and puts himself out of rhythm. It's all about rhythm at bells. You know, you've got to be, have some 
sort of rhythm with Mother Nature going and making sure you, you know, and no, no freak out about like, you know, if he hasn't caught a wave, you know, if you haven't caught a wave, he hasn't caught a wave, it's all good. You know, we'll sit here and, and then we'll ride the same wave with the, the same set and, and whoever surfs the best wins. So you've got to be ready for that. A lot of downtime out there waiting for sets, like 10, 15 minutes isn't uncommon for Bells. Uh, did you have any remedies to um, get you through those slow slow moments? Um, not really. I, I always believed in like, I won a heat against Shane Powell one year because I had T-Ray waving sets for me on the bowl and there was like three minutes to go. I needed like a six-point ride or whatever and I was heading to Rincon just going, well, I can't see anything coming. And then he was waving the, the towel up the up in the cliff for me and, and you know, a set was – he could see it coming from miles away. Halfway to Rincon, turned back, got a wave on the bowl, you know, won the heat. So, you know, it's, it's crucial to have the right people in your camp, I reckon. Yeah, for sure. You won't be on the stairs this year, Snake, with your orange uh, orange towel. But uh, <laughs> I think um, I think it's a very valid point. Like it's it's super easy to say, oh yeah, line up with the stairs. But fuck, it can feel pretty lonely out there. Yeah, man oh man, it's pretty gnarly. But I think they run a lot of over overlapping heats because that's what we want to see is like more action when the sets come. Um, so I, I think that'll be critical with the signalling. It's always something I've found like. I can see both sides of it for sure. Like when Ricardo Toledo's whistling, I'm just going like, holy fuck, that would throw me off. Like what, what's going on there? But when it comes to, you know, giving that outside assistance, which I think's fine, is there any, is it a complicated piece or is it pretty simple? Like, hey, if this flag goes up, there's waves approaching and, and you pick the wave you like, or is it if the flag goes up, there's sort of, a, B, and C meaning. Uh, it's a full trust thing. Like it's the athlete needs to have some trust in whoever's doing it because you get. I mean, if if they if they sense there's one behind, if they indicate there's a set coming and there's not a set coming, it, you kind of go, "What? I just let a wave go that I would have taken, and now I'm I'm sitting there and nothing's there." It's like it's pretty heavy and there's a lot of pressure of doing it. So, um, uh, yeah, it's a trust thing, and um, I think it's. Yeah, some people love it and some people like don't like it at all. You get what I mean? Like I, I, when I was helping Ethan, he doesn't really like it. Get what I mean? But like, for instance, Steph does like it, which is kind of weird because I thought she wouldn't like it. She'd prefer to do her own thing. But um, I, I am, I'm always to the to the the fact that it, it's there if you if you want it. If you don't, who cares? You get what I mean? Like this is the this is the system that we're using. You use it if you want. If you don't. My, my old thing is like it can be the last uh, two minutes of a heat. You need an eight-point ride and there's, there's two waves and the first one's an iffy, you know, I don't, you don't think you can get an eight-point ride. But if there's someone waving and goes, oh, there is one behind, you've got an option for the one behind. If you don't like the first one, you, you, you know there's a thing, but, you know, you don't want to have to go, well, I've got to make, either make the decision myself whether, you know, this is my last crack. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, you can't see over the that, wave. That that's a huge, that's a that's a huge benefit, I reckon. Yeah, for sure. If you're, yeah, exactly. If there's that trust level there and there's that confidence, um, it, it's definitely a, um, you know, an advantage. It's like have to be like using a tee in golf. Like, why wouldn't you? <laughs> I know you're not going to be over there, Snake Man. But if someone called you today and they wanted a little tip for uh, the Bells event, what would be your one piece of magic? Be ready for everything. I mean. You know, surf on the low tides, surf on the high tides and just be ready to adapt because the tide does, you know, it's every half an hour at Bells, 
unless you're dead low tide, it changes and dead low tide goes flat. So you get what I mean? You gotta be ready for that. And an experience of knowing that you've been there years and years and years that you know, if you're on the dead low tide, normally there's no push of the swell. So, um, uh, you know, sit and wait for two good waves in your heat. That's what I my good advice is. But that's the same as everywhere. So it's nothing, it doesn't really change. <laughs> no, I think that, uh, I think that in this part of the world coming into Bells, I think, you know, your, your game plan is, is the best one. I think there's probably events around the world where you might have a Griffin or an Ethan kind of looking at you going, are you sure you don't want me to ride a few waves here? But Bells is, you know, yeah, you gotta, gotta put yourself on the best ocean. It's, it's certainly, um, easiest way to make yourself get big scores when the judges are looking at set waves. That's it. Three big turns on the pole, bigger board. Let's do it. <laughs> Thanks for your time, snake man. That was a ripper. Always a pleasure, mate.